According to like the news reports, she was a repeat offender. And I think that's the thing for me. Meaning they had asked her a couple of times and she persisted. I, I think it's a, it's a difficult one because I do think that within British culture, they are very excellent at having like selective amnesia. And Your norm is, is cut. Yeah, yes. circumcised. Yes, exactly. The chop. Okay, exactly. cool. My, my norm is cut. <laughs> Theirs is not. Yeah. And, so, and they were like, yeah. And then I was like, well, you know, you're... So I have spoken to people that have done the wait and then got onto the end. And got the ring. Yeah. Oh, def- definitely. So it's yeah. kind of like... And, and I think also like, because dating is hard, and especially when you get older, to think that if you've already invested time with a person... Because so for me, when I think about my past relationship, I think the thing that probably... Hello, and welcome to Colour Out The Box podcast. And I'm finally back. This is Mo. And this week I'm joined by my good friend, Dio. Hi. <laughs> Dio, introduce yourself. Hi, so my name is Dio, as Mo said, good friend of hers. And I and guess- And returnee as well. And Been returnee, this many will be my third- episodes. Yes, this will be at least my third time on the podcast. And yes, and I'm, I think I came initially, even though we're now friends, but yeah. people always ask how Mo and I met, and we actually met through Instagram. But I through, slid into your DMs, I remember. Yes, but, <laughs> but, but my Instagram, the business account. <laughs> so I am also the founder, um, I work in tech, and I'm the founder of AfriClick, yes. which is a new dating and networking app specifically targeting global Africans. Yeah. And so that's how we met, through at AfriClick on Instagram. And just so, where can people find you? Okay, so it's AfriClick spelled A-F-R-I-C-L-I-C-K. So basically where people of African origin click and you can find us at AfriClick.com. You know Sorry, I just clicked. That's what it meant. Nobody ever knows. <laughs> so it's literally where people of African origin can click. click. Oh my God, sorry. No, no, but do you know what? It's I've actually had I literally a... just clicked. Okay, cool. You just clicked, see? <laughs> no, I've actually, I've had advice from branding experts where they've told me shout about it yeah because it's not uh immediately obvious and i no, think but it actually does make so much sense it does because you know when sometimes you go on those great first dates and you're there talking for hours and hours and, and you, you go back and you tell your friends we just clicked <laughs> <sighs> so yes okay that, that's okay. the feeling we're after but yes you can find us at africlick on the internet and on instagram and on twitter Okay, and as I said, this is Mo of Colour Out of Box Podcast. As always, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Um, just um, hashtag Colour Out the Box. And while you're listening, why don't you just um, live tweet and join the discussion? Okay, and we're going to get straight into this week's episode. So, Dio, how's your week been? What have you been up to? Gosh, so... Aside from work, mm. which has been uh, so, in essence, so most of my focus this week now with AfriClick, the app is actually, it's in beta on the Android store. So nice, that's like nice. the Play Store. 
and then we're also so can people actually download it yeah so if you have an android phone if you literally go to the play store and search for africlick you will see the app and it's tagged as early release so meaning you can like try it out and give your feedback so it's not on full release and then with ios ios do something called a private beta so only like select people can uh, see it or whatnot but yeah so very much focused on app development this week also there is a big tech conference called the africa tech summit which is happening um, yeah it's happening next week it's pretty much like the biggest africa tech conference where happens in a this one is uh, London at the Grange Hotel, oh, but they okay. were also in Kenya earlier this year. So it happens kind of like London and Kenya. So I have like a big investor pitch really? coming up there on Tuesday. Yeah, so... All um, prepared? No. Sort of? No. Halfway? <laughs> yeah, I, I would say about maybe 60%. Okay. But, you know, it's like it's... It's... You know, it, it's a, for me. It's a process. Public speaking. I have okay. I have my little sort of mental method that I will go through to to get ready. So yeah. that's kind of been on my mind. And then I guess aside from that, I've had, I think I've had a lot of fun this week as well. What have you been doing? I mean, I guess because we we saw each other last Saturday, right? If I don't we, even know. Was that not when we went to? Uh, so I think it was last Saturday. Basically, I think I've had a week of now. I'm trying not to work so many hours and just take time out. Yes, I love that fun and just go out the way I used to and I'm quite nocturnal so just being like a night crawler so I guess I think I'm opposite to you because I'm I'm a proper morning person which is excellent so we're recording at like past my bedtime it's 11 (laughs) p.m on a Friday night like most Fridays I'm in bed by like 10 30 Mo is doing grandma me (laughs) meanwhile me I get up early you know Meanwhile, oh, yeah, okay, no, you... I'll, I'll give it to you for the for the for the early start. Yeah, um, because even when we went out last, um, yeah, it was last week Saturday. Yeah, we went to um, what was it? Um, Gosh, it's uh, it Ronnie Scott's. Yeah, we went to Ronnie Scott's Jazz Club in London to see um, what were they? Um, they were the band that was supporting Erica Badu. Yeah, so unofficially they call themselves Erica Badu's band. Yeah, that's and they're also called they is it the them. Grits? I'll look it up, don't worry. But I remember we, I, I messaged you and I said, oh, what, you know, which showing are we going to? Because there was a 6.30, there was a 11.15 and there was a late, lie. late showing. And you was like, oh, the 11.15. And in my head, it was thinking, 2200. Twenty two thirty or twenty two. Okay, doors opened 10:30. at ten thirty. Show didn't start until. Why are you saying it, cocking your head to one side like <laughs> there's somebody saying. waiting for us to get I, home to? I literally oh. just was just like eleven fifteen for it to start. Okay, uh, okay, fine. Got there and you was like, okay, let's let's stay. And for the late, late showing, and go and watch the um, AJ fight. The Anthony Joshua fight. And I was just like, okay, well, that's a great plan that I will not be doing. You didn't even, you didn't even (laughs) stay for the late, late show. I enjoyed the show. It was past. I think it was like it was a Saturday. I think it was like one. It was a Saturday night. (laughs) What the hell else 
are you a doing? delightful time. I've heard some oh nice song God, music. Grandma. I'm ready to go home. So yeah, it was lovely. Home to what? Home to, home to my bed. Exactly. Home to my warmth. Home to my slippers and socks. That's it was all. fine. Just, just check it. Just check okay. it. Okay. So yeah, exactly. but yeah, that was actually really cool actually. It was fun. And um, yes, and then we, we stayed on for the, the Late Late Show, had some more drinks, catch up. But yes, I mean, people... It's Saturday night. As my friends and I always say, I always say you can sleep when you're dead. That's that's my yeah. motto, um, personally. But I'm going to live but longer because I slept. Says who? Saying grandma, cautious, cautious. You know, no, no. I mean, you know let, let's is. not predict bad things that can happen at different no, times. No, but you know but what it is with no me? Guarantee. I'm just more of a morning person. So I just, I w- I'd rather get up early. So I've been getting yes, up at like... Yes, but we must make exceptions at time. No, no, and I made an exception. I stayed out. It was almost one o'clock. It was an exception to stay out to one. <laughs> o'clock on yeah, a Saturday. Yeah. Do you know that's, that's I, And I was tired. <laughs> I had to get on the night bus. <laughs> I took it. the night bus home. So yeah. So anyway. It's, it's, it's fine. Come so on, you said you was having no. fun this week. What else you been doing? Yeah, exactly. So the show was great. Then we went to uh went to like a shisha bar and we oh my gosh, yeah, I'm watching the Anthony Joshua fight. Um, mm. it, was, it was great actually just to like watch it live and have the complete shock. But yeah, and so just aside from that, um work and then just catching up with friends after work. Nice. One of my good friends has been in town, uh he's been in town from Ad- Abu Dhabi this week because of work and you know what it's like when you have friends from out of town who want to come into London it's great because they just want to go out and yeah. do stuff all the time do you time. feel like a pressure though like to show them like a good time oh I'm the person because I always feel like always... I'm like where do I go I'm not sure okay. I'm, I'm the person I'm, I'm that useful friend meaning that even from when people will tell me in advance I'm going to be in dial yeah. what's happening and yes I'm I'm the organizer and the saucer and yes it, it can be pressure yeah um, but then with my male friends especially I don't mind because you know guys are just always up for it yeah if that makes sense okay well yeah. my week has not oh, been too week, bad yeah. um just work you know just dealing with microaggressions living life you know <laughs> that kind of thing not not letting it get to me being an ethnic minority yeah <laughs> you know trying to explain that yeah that was a bit offensive what you just said to me but I'll, other than that it's all been good what did someone say to you Oh, just the usual things, you know, someone's... At least one person will try and touch my hair. In the office? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You know, mispronounce my name, my full name. That's okay. Uh, Yeah, but still, at least try, you know? Um, And don't shorten it if I haven't let you short it. Yeah, that that one is, yeah, that that, that one is... uh, Obviously, like... I go by like Mo to like my friends and stuff like that, but you know, we don't know me like that. So you can call me my full name. So So they call you uh They you yeah. know when they do, you tell them the name and they're just like, Oh, can I call you? And I'm like, No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they need some training. Definitely. But anyway, apart from that, it's all been good. Obviously the main thing is I'm back podcasting, which is always good as well. So apologies to everyone that I've been like a bit MIA. Um, but anyway, you'd have listened to the mini episode and I would explain a little bit more about what I'd been what I've been doing and what I've been up to. So, um let's take a moment. So Dio. Yeah. Do you wash your legs? 
Now, so this is referring to, this has been in the media quite a bit yeah. this week, right? And who was the originator? Was it on This Morning? ITV? I don't even know. I think someone America like tweeted Taylor it Swift? or something. No, Taylor Swift answered the question because she said that she shaves her legs every day. So isn't shaving cream like soap? It's very interesting. I mean, because this is, it's, it's, this is kind of a cultural space. And I do <laughs> cultural space. That's a very good phrase. This kind of a, well, I, I believe it can be a cultural be, divide. Uh, a, yeah. a cultural space. And I'm going to throw in a few observations here. So, as we said, uh, I think white women, Caucasian women, they and actually, let me not generally because maybe black women do this too. I'm not sure. Do you shave every day? No, no I, I don't, don't think you do exactly. No, but Taylor Swift does, and a lot of uh, just for like context. Uh, I went to a boarding school for seven years and out of 500 girls we were just like 12 black girls in the school so I think I kind of know a fair bit and yeah most of the girls it's like they shave every day they wash their hair every day but they don't think of scrubbing their legs and their torso every day there's just a focus on what I call the crevices. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So the... The, the hot spots. Yeah. The, <laughs> the, the armpits in between, um, between the legs. The crisis and, yeah. and like you said, and like you'll shave every day, you will be pedantic about washing your hair every day. I would have conversations with girls who go, oh, but Jay, you only wash your hair. Uh, uh, she washes her hair yeah. once a week, uh, twice a week. A day has put grease in her hair. And I'm just like, these were things that like, oh, the girls in my school would say all the damn time. But meanwhile, they weren't washing properly. But do you wash your legs? <laughs> That's not even... Like, so, is that even a so, question? I have three different sponges. So, you know, when this... So, when this kind of, like, this debate came out and everything, I had to think, like, okay, do I wash my legs and everything? And, I, and I'm thinking, but, yeah, I just cover everything that I can see, so which is everything, in um, soap. And then, and then you use, rinse it off. And then you um, use, uh, either, like, flannel or something, rinse it off. Um, so yeah, so for me, I'm like, if you're in the shower, why not? For me, it feels weird if you're just washing, say like the top of your legs or just your torso and then stopping. Yes, and and that that's why I I feel it's it's cultural. But I can't say that I scrub my legs. I'm saying like I'll lather them up, and if I I don't, I'm not gonna lie. I don't spend like attention on them unless like they're gonna be out on display. Then I'll give them a good exfoliation. But you wash them, I wash which is them, fine. Yeah, because but I'm not gonna say like I. There's pay a difference attention. between washing and exfoliating. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is which is fine. Like I have, I have. I mean, I'm quite. Um, I guess like a lot of us. I mean, just to give the context. Yeah, my name is Dara. I'm Nigerian, and I feel like for me and a lot of us, I believe. I learned my skincare routine from my mother. Yeah, of course. And, and my mother is very actually the woman of my mom's family are very you know. So I have three different sponges that I use depending depending on time and inclination so there's like the basic Nigerian loofah right yeah that comes, yeah, yeah. That comes from like a tree that's like the standard <laughs> every day then yeah. I have a mini I either have a little face brush it's like a, you know, like a little oh, mini okay. round brush but before Clinique had the fancy electronic ones I've had mine for time or I have a mini Korean washcloth on the hand and okay, that was way little, before like mitten kind of thing and way before K-Beauty before we yeah. even knew what, what it was <laughs> That lets me get into the crevices. And then, um, am I going to give my beauty trade secrets on No, go for air? it. Already you've got more stuff than me. I'm going to tell you that now. The long-handled uh, body brush. Oh, what, to get to your back? Uh, 
got to have wooden bristles, not plastic ones, but use it everywhere, not just your back. That is the trade secret I'm giving on air. It hurts initially because it's hard. So you don't scrub too hard because you're not trying to like, you know, scratch your skin. But if you lightly do that everywhere, A, you get the morning circulation, you get the natural exfoliation and use that under your armpits, you will be so clean because everything gets rinsed off. And then your skin is super, but it's not even a, it's just with soap and water. I'm not as fancy. I'm more of a, you know, a super drug um, shower gloves kind of kind of girl that's okay though that's yeah, a good that's yeah. a scrub yeah You're and then i use those or i just use them um, well you know them like puff type things no thing but yeah um stay I, with the gloves rather than the puff. <laughs> but i'm more I'm, of a fan because it's like that uh, the gloves sometimes i don't like using them every day because i find them quite um like abrasive yeah so i yeah. so for me because sometimes like i'm like i don't want to scrub like every day because yeah. i've got quite sensitive skin yeah no, but no, yeah i just i just found the that. whole thing quite funny to be honest because generally people were like in two camps of like i wash my legs i don't wash my legs. they were kind of black and white camps yeah really <laughs> i mean I, I was saying um it, it reminded me of that this was back when i was in primary school so maybe about let's just say five six seven years old and my, my primary school was, was a majority white school so there was mm. only one other black family in the whole school and when i used to have sleepovers so friends would you was allowed over. to go to sleepovers i know they well do you know what they would come to mine okay but then actually no i did i did a couple of times with one i remember donna Batazzo was in it one italian family so a couple times yes i was okay um, but maybe, no, to be honest, there's no way to kind of say vetting. I mean, it was quite like a close-knit... Yeah, I can imagine. ...school, it was Catholic. I was never allowed there to go to sleepovers. And, you know, and the, the thing, like something our school used to do, like every year, they would get a list of all the parents and their phone numbers, and then they would circulate it to uh, everyone okay. in your year. Yeah. So they just really... Which some people think is like a weird thing. I'm sure now with data protection, that would never happen. Yeah. Anyway, they just fostered some kind of thing. But again, we're on like sleepovers, yeah. yeah. Were, it was the exception rather than the rule. But anyway, so when kids would come over to sleepovers, these were like, you know, like my white friends, you know. So obviously you would do the <laughs> standard English thing where you would ask them the day before, what do you want to eat? Yeah. And then they would have that food ready. Not me, yeah, Nigerians, ain't nothing like that. You come, there's rice finished. But, you know, we would do special things like that so they would feel, you know, okay. The fingers. And then the funniest thing that would happen, they would have the sleepover. In the morning, we'll wake up. The nanny, a standard, would bathe everyone. Cause, you know, not as standard. Okay, well, for, for, us, for, for us, a standard. Because we, 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 like, we had a Nigerian, like, you know, nanny that was with us. Yeah. So then when the parents would come and pick up the kids. They would be like, oh, mommy, mommy, I had a scrub bath today and they got me naked and they rubbed me everywhere. And then they put cream on me and I smell sweet. When I say the parents' faces, like literally that sleepover taboo. First of all, they were like, you washed my child. Yeah. Because for them, it's on a Saturday morning, especially, yeah. you don't need to wash. So then they were like, oh, are these pervy people? <laughs> like, were they taking advantage? Because why would they need to wash? And yeah. then, because literally what would happen, because you know, Nigerian nanny, they would stand up with the bucket in the bath yeah, yeah, and yeah. she would scrub them head to toe. And maybe I would be in the bathroom too. You know, we yeah. were kids then. The kids were so fascinated. Like, <laughs> what's happening? You were scrubbing me. And you realized nobody had taught them how to bathe. <laughs> was a novelty and you the know bucket what? also bath. a good bucket bath i'm sorry 
a good bucket bath is cleaner than sitting in your own dead skin for 40 minutes i don't sit in baths i think it's quite gross to be honest if i want a bath i'll shower shower. if i want a bath i'll shower first then fill the bath and enjoy the bath i've done it once where i was really like i had like my muscles were hurting so much because i'd been exercising so i sat in the bath and literally had a shower afterwards because i literally the bath was just to help with my muscles and now i need to actually shower to get clean so i'm not one for sitting in my own mess but a bucket bath, hey, we've all done it. It's oh, it's fine. <laughs> Even now, I've got a fully functioning shower. Sometimes you just got to get out that bucket. And the thing is, you need the bucket as a backup. Like sometimes colleagues will come into the office and they'll be like, oh, oh my goodness. I I've got go no in, hot water. I had to go into the gym before I came to work <laughs> just so I could shower. And I'm there like, don't you have a bucket? No, because house? I'm always Can't just like... They don't know how to improvise. Boil the kettle. Because I've had it where, like, the ho- you of know, the boiler's you gone. boil the kettle. Boil the kettle. Make sure few, you don't spill it on yourself and scold few, your skin. Maybe, like, a few kettles. Um, Maybe, like, you have to fill it, like, three, four times. Get yourself a little bucket bath going. I'm cool. I can go to work. That's right. You manage, exactly. And you do, and, and the, it's a faster bath because you have limited water. Yeah. <laughs> you scrub you, from you top got, to toe. You can make time. that work. <laughs> and also that water's getting colder by the, by the yeah. second. <laughs> okay. Well, talking of work. And just before we go, because we have one more thing about the hygiene as well, because I do have okay, fine. one more hygiene story that I actually have get to share. Get it out. Get it this, out. This was very, very recent. Um, Recently had a school reunion, not the secondary school reunion, but again, uh, white majority uh, school and um, boarding school. So we we had the reunion in the day and we had we were all mm-hmm. having dinner afterwards. And fair enough, I guess maybe from the boarding school context, we're very open in terms of how we speak because we all okay. kind of we all went we all we all went through puberty together. We yeah, started our yeah. periods together. You know, we were all yeah. naked together. So for us to talk about intimacy, just to give the context, is not like a weird thing. So we were talking about uh, vaginas and how okay. how we wash. And again, you know, you get into sort of the cultural things of oh, you know, you should wash, you shouldn't wash. Mm. Then two of the the girls there were mothers and they had sons. So one of the girls said. Um, and then we were just talking about uh, penises. And then... Okay, in quite our, a diverse conversation. That's what I'm saying. And this is... And for <laughs> us, it's, it's very normal because yeah. you, you live with someone for seven years. Like, you know, it's just... Yeah, you every, just get every, it all every, out. Yeah, everything is just, you know, it's just out there. And so then I was speaking about how, well, I'm... For me, uncircumcised is the default. But clearly, like, for them being white, you know, it's the... The opposite. So I was like, so I, I said, yeah, so I'm guessing, I said to them, so I'm what, guess- do you, what do you mean by that? Like, for you, what's the norm for As you? As a black woman, um, sorry, circumcised. Okay, sorry. That's what I, I confused my words. So I had to ask you that question again. <laughs> sorry, God I don't know. I don't know if you saw my eyes there. I was just was like, hold on, let me just check. <laughs> let me just check what she's saying. My so bad. your norm is, is cut. Yeah, yes. circumcised. Yes, exactly. The chop. Okay, exactly. cool. My, my norm is cut. <laughs> Theirs is not. Yeah. And, so, and they were like, yeah. And then I was like, well, you know, your sons, you know, and they were like, yeah, no, I would, they were like, I would never think about, uh, you know, um, circumcision, you know, like they're like the pain, it's barbaric. Mm. And so we were discussing the hygiene. And so one of the girls said, uh, well, and I said, well, you know, because I said, well, for the hygiene, you know, that it's just so much more hygienic because they don't have to roll it back yeah, and then yeah. wash it in with the back. So you gotta, you gotta pull back on clean. And then one of the girls said, oh, no, but it cleans itself. Oh, OK. You don't, you don't need to roll it back. But that's what my dad 
taught my brother <sighs> and that's what I've taught my six-year-old son. So see, this you is, see this, this hygiene we, problem we is We understand your problems happen. Yeah, you definitely from have to young. pull back and wash. She said it washes itself. I think she's gotten confused with her vagina. Because we were talking about vaginas first, but yeah. then but then things were feeding things. And then we now went back to vaginas. And I said, yeah. look, the vagina cleans itself, but you still need to wash the outside just to make oh, sure of course, things of course. come out. But it, it was, but it was I so remember interesting. I saw on Twitter where one girl said that she um, put soap inside her vagina. And I, let, I literally would... I, I crossed my legs when I actually read it because I just kept I, I could I could almost feel the itch kind of thing I just was like oh my god that's you know what I mean that's how you mess up your pH like yeah. you know and isn't it like how you can get things like BV or like a yeast infection or something you know yeah. but yeah it's um <laughs> okay yeah so yeah everyone please pull back and wash so yes regardless and 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 do you know what like adult circumcision is a thing okay (laughs) (laughs) so um how has it so you've you say that in terms like work your working regime has kind of like changed slightly of recent so one of the things that I got talking about with some of my work colleagues is religion in the workplace and does it have a place like do you because even to discuss like being Christian being Muslim atheist I feel like it's so taboo Oh, just to even discuss it. Even to discuss it. Like, I even feel like even just... I mean, I was talking to another colleague and I was just saying that, oh, you know, I haven't been to church for a long time. I I should go. And it was kind of like there were certain other people around us that were just really quiet. And I felt quite conscious that... I'm having a conversation about religion and I and I didn't feel like I was. I wasn't I was just saying I hadn't been to church mm. and she goes to church quite regular and she was just talking about her church. Mm. But I could tell it was making certain people uncomfortable the wow. whole discussion of religion. Probably projecting and feeling guilty because yeah. they haven't gone. I mean religion workplace, I mean I guess within a corporate context, I could see, I'm used to workplaces. I think it's good when they have a, a quiet space. How do so, you mean like? So like, like, so typically, and obviously without sort of like naming names, like my background is uh, IT management consulting. So I've worked for two of the world's largest uh, big consultancies, mm. big four consultancies. In the office, there was always one or two quiet rooms, quiet spaces. And, oh, okay. and it was faith agnostic. So during Ramadan, people mm. needed to pray, maybe they were Catholic, you know, that would happen. Mm. So I guess there was always a space. Uh, we always, the office always, there were religious networks. So there was a Hindu network. Did you? A, you had that at your workplace? Because that's oh, the thing. yes. The big corporates my, are all about that. No, but at almost. my work, you'll have like, say like, you know, um, maybe like, they, they have like, maybe like small groups for like women empowerment or yes. LGBT. But in terms of religion, it's it's really taboo. Oh, like they don't touch it at so all. So they're willing to go with sexuality, but not yeah. religion or no. race? Race, even they are scared. Oh, interesting. And without giving the you know away like yeah. the name of my company, like they're a very old mm. organization. And it also depends on the size of the organization. Because yeah. I think sometimes having these you know multi interest groups, you probably need to be at least maybe seven thousand in terms of 
you know, so say for example, like, you know, like Lloyd's Banking Group, HSBC, they can have, they'll have yeah. a Hindu network, they'll have a Jewish network, they'll have a Sikh network. But I don't even think black. it's a size thing. I just yeah. think they just won't do it. I mean, I think if you are a smaller size, then it becomes a non-issue because yeah. you're so small you yeah. know, that you don't even need to do these subgroups to, to find each other and to, to, to network. But I know, for example, yeah, we would even have, uh, there was a Christian society. Really? My last company, yes. And then there would be, sometimes they would have at lunchtime, you could, go, I never made it, but they would have like lunchtime prayer. And, and, you know, sometimes you're just going to... But, yeah, so I'm used to it within that context. I'm used to maybe working with Muslim people during Ramadan and, you know, we would just schedule things. But I think it was just more of a case of... But does I don't that know. ever happen Like in I office? said, it's not... Yeah, like, we would, like, you know, rec- recognise, like... So, like, at the moment now, we're, um, it's, it's Eid holiday. Mm. So we, you know, recognise those... But I would Are say there people it's... in the office who you guys have to change your schedule for specifically in no. your London. So that's probably yeah. It's that thing about how the the diversity the only is thing not is inherent. Because we we're an international company, so we work with which um, is a different thing Muslim again. Countries, they're, so they're then we away. do, but we do make changes to accommodate them. Mm. So yeah, but sometimes it's, I know. You, uh, but it's sometimes yeah, but it's, it's, it's one level removed yeah, to where because yeah. actually we've all done like say sometimes I'm sure you have the similar when we work with I know I used to manage a team in India and they have so many public holidays on random days yeah. so we just have to like mentally be does that make sense be ready because they would just be like oh this is a holiday that's a holiday that's yeah. a holiday but it's different when they're actually like in your office and they're like but but yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, the reason why I kind of like brought it up is because not just because of that conversation, but also I read this article in The Guardian about this um, nurse that was fired um, from her like job um, because of um, talking. I don't even know. I think she was preaching to the patients. I think she worked in like a hospice or something and she was preaching to the um, to the patients about um, basically Christianity and they fired her and then reading some of the comments online it was kind of like divided in terms of whether people Mm. thought that she should have been fired versus those that think that she shouldn't have been yes I think her name is just looking up it's uh, Sarah Kuta yes and uh, it's been through a she was fired and she she took it to tribunal to Mm. try and contest it and she she lost and yeah, and I believe since then, because of this, she's lost her home as well. Oh wow! Uh, which is which is quite sad. And um, I mean, I think according to like the news reports, she was a repeat offender. And I think that's the thing for me. Meaning they had asked her a couple of times, and she persisted. I I think it's a it's a difficult one because I do think that within British culture they are very excellent at having like selective amnesia meaning like i feel when we if you trace back the foundations of religion in this country and you trace back healthcare mm. it's very intertwined yeah, the definitely. christian missionaries would travel to heal and to to spread the word and religion yeah religion and healthcare used to be very very mm. intertwined so to me it's almost like well she's still kind of embodying uh what the foundations 
was it you know of that was in the country therefore it wasn't coming from ill intent personally i think they should have tried to reassign her uh i can misconduct fire if you're dangerous fire them but i think i think i think think the main thing for me because like this is someone that's come from someone that considers themselves a christian i do think that she should have been fired and the reason being is she was imposing her beliefs on other people because the patients had complained the staff had you know her bosses had told her they'd given her warnings no she'd been given warnings and and she she still persisted so for me if the patients had said look i'm not i'm not interested and these were like cancer patients these were people that were maybe close to the end themselves if they had decided that's their choice that this isn't for them i don't i i think it's it's really inappropriate for you to push your own beliefs on someone else because put it the other way say if she wasn't christian say if she was muslim say if she was jewish say if she was i don't know um into buddhist buddhism Mm -hmm. buddhist a buddhist say if she was doing that and imposing that on people then they i still think it would it would have been it's the same effect it's like your beliefs that you're imposing on someone else i don't think it's the same comparison because the religion that she was pushing is the majority founding religion of this country if you are say an atheist if you do not believe that and you said i'm not interested okay no but that's a different point you're making the first point you just made is that no no oh let me you basically said that if she was pushing any of those other religions, you think it was the same. What I'm saying is that the religion she was pushing is a foundational religion of this country, which people are far less afraid of. So yeah, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, yeah. but I'm just saying on that point. But it's I not think it's the comparable same. in terms of like if she was doing that, I think they probably wouldn't have um, given. If she her... was doing that, she would have been fired the first time she offended. It's, exactly, which is why. So it's not. It's not comparable. But that. But I'm that's not... what I'm saying in terms of like, for me, it's the same thing because if I don't mm-hmm. have that same belief as you, whether I'm in this country and I've told you I don't believe that, then you should stop there. Okay, I mean, I think that's to you. I think definitely yeah. if she was Muslim, she would have been fired much earlier. Definitely, and definitely. If she if she was pushing any other religion, she would not have had much empathy. I think with the case with this particular patient, actually when they checked, when he checked into, I think it was a hospice, there's a form that they fill out and he checked the box that he was open to religion. So I believe they mm. have an option for yes, no, or maybe. And he said he was open. But then when she now prayed with him, she specifically told him something like the only way to Christ is through my way. And yeah. he took offense to that particular point. So interesting. And, and, I, and I do um, think because, there was... Because, so it wasn't a case of him saying, I don't believe. But then to my earlier point, me saying, I think she should have been redeployed, put her in a role that if she has the right skill set, put her in a role that is not facing working with people uh, to my understanding we have a shortage of healthcare providers in this country anyway she's a black african you probably imported mm. her and gave her the visa to come and do healthcare now <laughs> we you don't want know to... that we don't know that judging by i mean i'll make a few she appears to be in her late 40s early 50s so to me if in your late 40s and early 50s and you're african the chances are you weren't born here statistically yeah, yeah, yeah. um so to me, it's like, okay, so we're now going to pay for her benefits for the next X years because she can't work and she's homeless. So we're now going to pay out of our taxes because people had to make a point. I think if she had a skill set, they I should think have redeployed was, her somewhere where she wasn't facing But I patients. think it was more than making a point because obviously if you're in a 
role. And You're this saying is, it's more than making a point or it was making a no, point? No, I'm saying that I think in terms of like, um, it wasn't making a point just to... I didn't say it was making a point. Oh, okay. So I think I was... I just said that I think she should have been redeployed somewhere that perhaps wasn't client facing so you could still use her skill set rather than potentially the taxpayer is now responsible for her and her family but i think if you're doing something that you have been warned by your um, bosses not to do and you've continuously done it then it does become a disciplinary matter. Plenty of people get to keep their jobs. No, no. And let's I, also not erase I, the fact that she I'm is just, black I'm, as well. Maybe no, if she had been a sweet old I'd, white lady, it may not have gone maybe, that Maybe, but I'm just thinking like if I was in that situation and I may be feeling uncomfortable and I'm at a point in my life where I could be, I'm dying or I'm oh, ill. Oh, of course, which is why I said she should have been moved to a role that wasn't allowing her patient contact, of which there are many maybe. roles. For me personally, the NHS is in a crisis. But, there isn't enough money. We don't have enough healthcare providers. They're stopping Brexit. We're but, not even going to get the healthcare but providers I think, from Europe. I think, they don't want the I think that there. is kind of like... Yeah, well, maybe no, they maybe they couldn't redeploy her, but the fact is Right, so how long would you how long how long would you wait for your significant other to be ready? ready for ready for um to take to the next level marriage kids that kind of thing i wouldn't wait i date on my terms so i i I wouldn't wait so say if he said to you um or she depending on how you feel um (laughs) um say if um he said to you that okay um i want to marry you I want to be with you. However, financially, I want to get some things in place first. Um, would you know you're in love with him? Otherwise, like he's... how long have we been together at this point? Uh, a significant amount of time. I would say like more than three years. Okay, so I would never be in a three-year relationship with somebody who was not financially on track and we had not discussed oh, no, no. Uh, when we want. So I could never be in that situation. See, Pers- I, that's me, me personally. I, I, think, I think there might be situations where say maybe someone is like trying to build a business because like, you know, yourself, like obviously you're building your business. So maybe someone is like, you know, he's building his business. So I, I'll talk for myself personally. Yeah if maybe someone was like trying to achieve a certain goal mm. and maybe he was like okay right now i i need to focus on that so or, I, on... or i want to achieve this before so like let's, you know yeah, let so me let's get pause me... on marriage yeah let's pause your ovaries oh sorry wait <laughs> so i i would if if it if everything else is like okay great with this person Mm. it's definitely something that i would consider i don't think i would be like no straight away yeah i mean and of course you know everyone is different because i think it 
Okay, for me, definitely, personally, no, because I personally, I do really like to be in control and date in my terms. And for me, by the time I even decide to date a guy, I never let him get to a point where he's feeling so comfortable. He even has the option to pause. Like literally, if I decide to be serious with a guy, it's usually the opposite. Like when I say opposite, like, when, when you say the option to pause do you mean like in your relationship or do you mean like just pause like like you're saying like pause the milestone to say i just want to sort out xyz oh, and okay. then let's get married usually i prefer to handle men in such a way where like like i told you about the crazy guy who went around telling people we were engaged when we had only talked about rings but the point is i had managed him in such a way his driver was now i'm even going to lie to people that were engaged when i hadn't said so so i would rather he's he's kind of too keen and he's not feeling so comfortable like he kind of needs to be eager but to your point in terms of because yeah i mean let's not ignore you're basically putting forward the realistic fact that it might be that somebody has decided to go for entrepreneurship. Yeah, It definitely. might be that, you know, they want to go back and kind of do a degree. Yeah, yeah. So I that's might sound a, that's a, a, quite a realistic one and quite common. So I might sound a bit pig-headed saying I wouldn't be in that position. But even say for like me personally now where I'm saying, okay, I'm going to do entrepreneurship uh, and, you know, kind of. But in deciding to do that, I already had like a really solid established career Mm. and I'd kind of invested and I was financially okay so even if I was a man I could still get married now because Mm. my decision to go into entrepreneurship I believe I made it in a responsible way so not that oh I can't pay rent or I can't do mortgage or this 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 so I I, as a man if I was a man but I, I don't think it's always like a financial thing. I think sometimes it's just about like a... They're like, not mentally ready? Yeah, yeah like and a focus. I'm, and like I'm a mentally a focus ready, focused person. And I could only be with a guy who was the same and even more. But again, that's me yeah. personally. When I do hear women saying things like, and again, no shade offense, but oh, he just needs to finish this. Oh, I'm supporting yeah. him with that. Personally, I ain't got time for that. I support my siblings. I support my nieces, my nephews. I support my friends. If I'm looking at a man now, he needs to be able to support me. But I think, I suppose, I suppose it's kind of like there's been some examples out there. So if you think of like, say like someone like... Let's not use Barack and Michelle. Uh, that's literally what I was going to say. Let's not, let's not, let's was, not use Barack and Michelle. I was just going to say, but in those situations where she kind of like, she did support him, but... He, but his dream had traction, number one. Number two, they were both well-educated. At least for me, I think when it comes to dating and those types of things, I have uh, the, the golden rule that I apply is, is, and this could be a man or a woman, where are they in their life relative to their age? Yeah, And no, should they definitely. be where they'll be? And so for me, Barack and Michelle, relative to their age, they were both even exceeding. Yeah, yeah. So, but I, I don't. I like... think I think the reason why I bring up them is because like it has been like publicized. Like she, you know, she did support him while he was pursuing his dream, and there was so so. She but did, I feel, but he I had like he that's... had traction. He I had, feel like he had traction and he had potential. This wasn't the guy saying sponsor my studio. I feel like that's a studios. slightly different thing, yeah, though. To be it's, fair, it's too because, ideal. because um. But I'm I'm just thinking I think it's more just to bring it back in terms of like And he was like, working ultimately as well. Because even running no, for political But I kind think of office, going back to like the job. original kind of like 
question. Yeah. I'm talking more Would about um, if you was in a situation where there was maybe like a promise. Because the reason why I bring this up is because um, there's this clip that's kind of like been circulating about um, this um, this woman giving almost like, I want to say like her testimony about, um, um, and I sent it to you, like how she had been in a relationship with um a guy for 11 years or 11 years or something kita baptiste she had a child um with him and she basically um gave she was waiting um for him to basically come tr- um, through on his promise mm-hmm. of marriage to go for 10 years and then you still don't know where we're going i gotta go so I did that, I let, I let go and I was like, he's going to pursue me and show me that, you know, he's the man that, you know, is for me because we have a kid together, he's the man for me. And guess what? <laughs> After that, he did not pursue me. He pursued someone else the following month and guess what? He's married to that person within five months. And... I'm here still standing. I'm not I'm not dead. I didn't kill myself. I didn't go crazy. I didn't do anything like that. And at that moment I I still handed it a card saying congratulations. Because you see, what's for you, regardless of how long it takes, is for you. Love never fails in Mm-hmm. and you know some of the comments and i and i always like when i whenever i like watch anything like that i always like to read the comments to see like what's people's reactions because what then happened was after it ended within yeah. five months he married someone else exactly which was what i think even killed her more than the way yeah <laughs> but i read the comments and it was kind of like you had a, it was quite interesting um it was a combination of people talking about their own experience Mm -hmm. and being in similar situations and saying they understand Mm -hmm. versus obviously people saying that you know you wasted your time basically effectively but i think it can be done so easily if someone is telling you they're gonna make the promise you're making faces (laughs) i do think i'm biting my tongue i do think it can easily i do think I mean, I think it's, I think it's easy under particular circumstances. That's why I think it was very, very brave that she did the video. And to your point, like it trended massively and it was kind of... And you know what? I I like the video in terms of like, she just was really honest. She, she said, this is what happened. And at the end of the video, it turns out he, um, they call off their relationship because she gives him the ultimate ultimatum. She's like, look, if you're not going to marry me, then just leave me, you know, let's break up, leave me alone. And they break up. For him to marry within five months, that girl was already Yeah, there. and that kind of obviously gave the sign that it wasn't a case that he wasn't ready to marry. He wasn't ready to marry her. And she... And he was ad- ready to marry someone else. She admits that at the end of the, the, um, the video and says that, look, she had to reconcile the fact that he was never going to come through on his promise. So that's she why... She gave him a card to wish him well yeah yeah well. on his new relationship and that's one of the things that i'm not i don't know if i should say i like the video but i appreciated that she was quite honest and like Absolutely. real with it kind of thing um 
And like I said, reading the comments, I saw so many like people comment like they'd been in similar situations and other people were like, oh my God, like, you know, 10, 11 years, it's too long. But it did really just have me thinking like, okay, if you're really in love with someone and you think that this person is for you, what is the, where would you draw the line? What is the limit? Because I think it comes back to the if exactly. If, first of all, if you're really in love with someone, I then wind it back, because of course I'm building a dating app, I consider myself a dating expert. Us women, we have to wind it back and say, under what circumstances did we allow ourselves to fall in love uh, with this person at the mm. beginning without really understanding where you were both at in life, what your timelines mm. were and what the intent was. And personally, I think it's usually just kind of a lot cleaner for self-preservation to do that kind of work up front and then you kind of understand from the job. Now, granted, if he lies to you, expert liar, we've seen cases where guys have booked wedding halls, yeah. council, I will not blame you at all because but you know what? if you Sometimes get with an I'm... expert liar, that's not your fault. And this definitely... nigga, he wasn't even doing that. No, but definitely I think there's guys that lie and sell the dream, but definitely. I definitely think there's people that maybe don't even dead. know that they're selling the dream, that they, they think that they, okay, I will be ready in the next, you know, year. I'm going to be ready in six months. You know, I honestly okay, think... Okay, so this is just a man that can't execute. I, I honestly and think... And she still wants to marry Not even that they him. can't execute, well, but yeah, maybe they don't understand. Well, yeah, keep on setting a goal and missing a goal, it means you're not a good executor. No, no, but in terms of, like, you don't execute because obviously there's something stopping you so from making that... So you're not a good executor? That... No, or you're not a good planner but the point is you don't have your shit together if you're an individual that keeps on saying I will do this and you don't do that you're somebody that misses Mark or it's not so much you're so empathetic no no I'm just you know what it is I'm just I'm just I think what for me it's not you're describing that man though because we're talking about dating sometimes girls the man that sells the dream because these men are out there and they keep on missing the dream I'm just trying to basically... No, these men exist, though. It's important. You're right. I'm definitely... And like I said, there's the liars. There's the ones that sell the dream. And I do think that there's maybe... There's people that do things unintentionally. And in terms of, like, maybe he thought he was going to be ready. Maybe he... Yeah, so he doesn't execute well. He's a dreamer. Yeah, maybe. I mean, these are harsh ways to put it, but let's just boil it down. You're somebody who says you're going to do something and you're constantly missing your mark. And clearly you're missing your mark by far. Because even if if you're like, babe, I'm going to get married next year. And by next year, you've booked stuff, you've done things and something misses. That's all right. You're getting closer. But I think think my point here is like, there's definitely people that are like poor executing and they're never going to do it. But I also do think that maybe there's a kind of thing where you think that this makes sense on paper. Like, yeah, you know, we've got a kid together, so we should get married. Why was but... she even having a child if she knew she wanted to marry him? I just think it was very interesting how she, the way she told the story, I had to play the story back twice. Yeah. And it was only the second time that suddenly the word son slipped in somewhere. Yeah, Personally, yeah. I just think if you're, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying, from a listener's perspective, I think, okay, two critical things I think were missing for us as women to really understand this. First of all, she did not tell us her age. She stayed in a 10-year relationship. A man wasting your time for 10 I, I, years. I just did it on based upon like how 20, old I think she looked. Which, which unfortunately, black women, <laughs> our, our range could be, be plus or minus 15 years. I think she looked like in her 30s. So to me, a man wasting your time for 10 years at 20 to 30 
It's very different from a man wasting your time like in your last fertile quarter. From so first of all, I think she didn't talk about her age. Secondly, she didn't really explain her their decision, assuming it was a decision or a nice surprise to start a family. Then she also mentioned during her speech that at some stage religion came into her life. So I was like, well, yeah, did the yeah, religion I come before that, or after actually. you decided to disobey the tenants and have a child uh, out of uh, wedlock? And again, it's yeah. just that I just think the timeline would have been helpful. But I think also, I mean, with her, um, because you said yourself, sometimes it's easy to wait. She mentioned her No, no, I said, I think it's easy to sometimes like get into those situations okay. where you're, okay. where you're easy like, to find yourself in that yeah, situation. Yeah, where you're waiting. Because like I said, especially if somebody is kind of like giving you that promise, someone that you're in love with is saying that, look, give me a year and I'm going to, you know, let's, and, let's and, if she, and if she had waited one year, we wouldn't be discussing yeah. this today. The problem is... To be fair... The problem I is d- she waited 10 to 11 years. And that, to be fair, this, she probably waited it. that long because they have a child together as well. Yeah, which then also then... And um, unfortunately, during her speech, she didn't give us the timeline of how the child came in. So we don't understand if you like, you know, you got locked mm. in with the child early and you mm. literally held in there because you were like, I want to try and have this like, you know, complete family with yeah, two parents raising child or did the child come later or did she strategically kind of have the child thinking that's what would make him stay i mean um, these are a lot of things that we don't the, yeah, yeah that she kind of know. like left out and it was yeah. because like you said a lot of people reacted i mean something i noticed was that she mentioned that which i thought was really sad that uh it seems like her father's presence in her life was kind of unstable and he would tell her repeatedly like something says something like he said I will, i'll meet you in town uh, on the weekend and I'll mm. give you some money missing like it seemed just maybe just to get sweets or a treat and that her dad would never show up and then she would call her mum and her mum would be like oh what do you expect mm. so she said on the video that so do you think that that kind of like with is broken promises that's what she yeah. said on the video uh, I think maybe with some root cause I don't think her real issue is that she can't deal with broken promises because she stayed and she dealt with broken promises for 10 years. But because of her upbringing and her experience, she's primed to deal with being let down because that's what she grew up with constantly. And then she repeated that pattern within the Or if you look at it in the reverse way, by hanging in there and the person is still promising that they're going to do it, you, it's almost kind of like you've not admitted defeat. We're saying you're the same like, thing. No, 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 that's what I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, it's just looking at it yeah, in yeah, the yeah. reverse well, way. We're saying so the she, same thing. She's so, primed for that. So no, but maybe she didn't see it as a broken promise until... Because he never said that he wasn't going to marry no, her. No, but, but the promise was broken every time. He told her two years, I'm going to study. He broke the promise. And he then said, she said to him, yeah. does this mean... And the words she said kind of really pained me where I think after the study thing, she said, does this mean I'm going to have to wait? Something else she said during yeah. her speech as well. I think she mentioned that there was a birthday and she said that... Yeah, she, I um, think there was an expectation. Said, that... She said, I've never been treated for my birthday. But on this birthday... He told me, yeah. go and get a dress and I'm going to take you out. Yeah. So you've been with a man for how long and he's never treated you on your birthday. Why are you there? Yeah. The fact that him telling her, go and wear a nice dress was an event within the relationship means that she was in a relationship. And again, we're not talking about how a, has, a guy has to spend mm-hmm. money. You can make a birthday special, right? In the cutest, smallest ways. But he had never even treated her for her birthday. So I think it's sad because I'm she's done the work now, but... 
to your point, I just think that within her growing up circumstances, she she doesn't expect much and she's not, you know, she's just not willing to like demand the love she's due and she's used mm. to this constant cycle of being But can I can down. I can I say something like just to bring it back to like ourselves and everything. So like I have been in the situation where somebody did, was making promises to me mm-hmm. and that was like for that went on for like I would say a period of like six months not okay, nowhere so- nowhere near as long as this but I'm just saying but it impacted you it did impact me and someone? you know who that person was it was I've oh got- a male okay that's all yeah but just because it could have been a parent an auntie <laughs> no no, so no that's oh, okay. okay this just was a past have, okay. relationship a male. so yes. I was with somebody and he promised kind of like certain things mm. to me. Um, and even like, you know, in hindsight, I'm like, you know, but why it was did... only six months. What, no, but in, even in hindsight... Don't hind- be hard on yourself. In, even fine. in hindsight, I'm just like, how could how could I have fallen for that? It was you know? only six months. You no, couldn't have. No, no, no. But still, like in hindsight, I'm like looking back and just like, how could I have fallen no, for that? No, I don't but think you did anything wrong. I understand. You fell for it. I can tell you why. Yeah, now. yeah, but why? let me tell you why. You don't know why. No, but- no, no, no. But let me just finish my point. Like I'm just saying. Like in hindsight, I kept on thinking. Like you know, why did I? You know, believe this? Like because the, hindsight all, is easy. All, no, but all the clues were there. Like you know, like you, you know, he had broken promises. He had not followed through on things. On previous things before. Yeah, so exactly. So there wasn't. This wasn't something that had come out of the blue mm. and everything. But honestly, when mm. you're in something, it's so hard to see it from the outside sometimes. So you kind of like, you have to almost get to that breaking point or get to that end point. To see where to to maybe like to finally be like okay right I understand that this is not We're going dropping somewhere. gems here between the two of us <laughs> no because because sometimes I think the phrases you use it it's so intricate because you literally said you almost have to get to breaking point and yeah. we now have to step back and think okay so some of us have been dating for like two years five years eight years yeah men can't be taking us to breaking point every two years no 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 but we, it can happen that's how yeah. these black women end up like in care like for yeah. a long time because yeah. as you said and i'm not saying it's you but you know with some women we you know some women we let them i'm not talking about you but some women like this poor woman on youtube he took her to breaking point we only want to break so many times because then the sad thing is that when we now get back into the real world dating we're now jaded yeah, yeah. And we're more cautious and then we now end up penalising And to be fair, later. like, you know, like, even, like, the whole... I think, again, just pulling it back because I don't want to focus too much on her because her one is quite a extreme, like... It's extreme, case, but, but a lot of but women have had that for maybe three-year things. Exactly, three and that's years. what I wanted to talk about. So that's why I'm talking about, like, my situation because I'm just, like... How long was that end-to-end again? End to end, the whole thing was probably like a year and a half, but there was okay. there was a big chunk of the relationship that was like in this kind of like and broken promises okay kind of phase. Because you guys started as most relationships do. When you started, it was good, yeah, and it was honeymoon, and and that's and I think that's very natural because then what then happens is that when you have a good chunky decent good phase, then even when it dips, you're only human, and you're like it's probably going to go back because at least you've experienced a high. Yeah. So but that's th- why I, I wouldn't, and I'm a critical person. I don't even fault you. Our girl in the video, I don't even think she ever had a high. <laughs> he never celebrated her goddamn birthday. Well, yeah. Okay. Let's, <laughs> let's put that to the side. 
But my point is that I have spoken to people that have been in like similar situations. And like I said, like it's, so that's, but then I've been, I have spoken to people that have done the wait and then got onto the end. And got the ring. Yeah. Oh, def- definitely. So it's kind yeah. of like, and and I think also like, because dating is hard, and especially when you get older, to think that if you've already invested time with a person. Because so for me, when I think about my past relationship, I think the thing that probably burns me the most is just time. Time that I'm not getting back. A year and a half time. Yeah, time, yeah. And that is only just a year and a half. How long do you think you should have spent to know he wasn't right for you? I think if looking back in hindsight, I think I probably would have known in the first six months. There was clues. So even... But you know what it was? I bypassed those clues, those flags, those yeah. whatever you want to call it, it, those sounds bumps like, in the road. It almost sounds like you're, you're almost supporting my initial thesis because at the top of the, this conversation, I was like, I wouldn't even be in that situation. And that's almost that initial no, but thing you, of me But you know what it is? When I see I think, you know what it is? You kind of have, like, faith to think that, you know what? This faith. Is, this is gonna work out. Nah. This I, is gonna. This is gonna. You know. I'm. I'm. I'm only. I'm. I'm just being realistic in terms of like Actually, your faith is unrealistic, but you are being realistic <laughs> no, in I'm the just, unrealistic. I'm just, I'm just. When I say no, being realistic, I'm just. I'm just. I'm just saying like people do want to believe. And the ex, and you know that poster for the X Files. No. You know the X-Files, the old show with Molly and Skulder? That yeah. Was by the poster says, I want to believe. Oh, I didn't even know. I didn't even see. <laughs> and there's a flying saucer. <laughs> Everyone wants to believe. And the mad thing about women is we sometimes we decide we want to believe in this man. And it's like, hold on, I have to look at that man. I'm like, you didn't raise him. You didn't grow up with him. You don't know his values. We know hardly anything about, you know, these people. At mm. least, like, even my sibling, I can be like, I believe in you. We were raised under the same roof. I know what got put into you. Yeah. Then we just choose these men from somewhere. I'm yeah, like, yeah, I believe in you. <laughs> but it's that's the nature relationships. Like, you have to, like, you have to kind of, like, take what Calculated risk. Pre- it, it, that is a good point. A calculated risk. Based on risk. what you can see. You Actions, do your risk words. analysis. You yes. try and do as much due diligence as you can. But it still can go completely wrong oh absolutely yeah and, and so to your point ideally you would have pulled out because after i have six i have seen and i think also and sorry to make this about race as well in quotation marks i do see this kind of thing about where black women were kind of told that we are there to kind of like you know be like the supporter of our men to help them to reach their point kind of thing so I do kind of feel that some women... I personally I, have never I, been given that I'm, I And I only talk about myself. As, yeah, as, I only as, talk as about a, yeah, myself, yeah. like so in terms of woman, like a supporter. And also to be fair, the dating game is so hard out there. If you're in a relationship, you think, okay, okay, five out of, you know, you know, four out of five things are okay. This one thing in terms of like the ring, he's not quite ready. Do I want to be out there in the dating? Because these are the things... Oh, these, definitely. These are the things Some that went through my mind. I was just like, you know... Better the do devil I, you know. Do I really want to be, be back out start, there? Do I want to start from the beginning again for somebody else? And I kept on thinking, let me try and salvage this situation. Definitely. Let me try and And you're like, he's it. a good guy. He's yeah. educated. He's kind. He's yeah. not violent. Yeah, you're, you're, you're checking... I mean, like all the, I wasn't you know. thinking about violence. Okay, but, but I was just saying <laughs> about violence. 
sometimes you're checking up because you know how this is you can list that as like a benefit okay he doesn't he doesn't beat me but you know it's like, it's like black women sometimes like oh, I want to leave him they're like it's too violent like you know it's kind of on oh, that list like okay, why are you yeah. leaving and yeah, then yeah. if he didn't hit you they're like oh why are yeah, you going that's, that's like, sometimes like, what, the old school African way like what's your problem yeah. But no, I mean, I think definitely, as yes, you said, there's this thing about when people feel I've invested. Do I want to go back into the unknown? And like, I'll say, for example, I have, uh, there's a couple of people in my life. I wouldn't be too kind of specific. Oh, <laughs> no, no. These, these are women who are going through. Oh, OK, fine. Women with uh, children who are going through like really unfortunate divorces, meaning like, you know, they did that, d- the dream, you know, they got married at like 25, 26. They had the proper courtship. They married somebody from their tribe. They had like the big wedding. Mm. Da-da-da. And now maybe X years in, like it's not worked out and they're coming out the other side. And something I find very interested in speaking with them, um, I'm like, the ink is not yet dry on your divorce and you're already talking about dating again. And I look at them and I'm like, can you breathe? Can Mm. you go and be by yourself? You're barely out of something and you're already worrying about how you're going to date again, which why, and I know it's a very cliched thing around how but i do really buy into this thing as much as i'm building a dating app this thing about us being a hundred percent happy by ourselves because i think that when you're in that relationship and you're seeing the red flags and the question mark it's not even a case of oh i'm invested oh why should i go back and be single again it's actually like no i love myself the shit i can be doing with my time there's been enough times that i'm not even but just i i, I do agree with you it, but i always i let guys subtly know from jump i've said like like literally just the other day you know when i told i was catching up with my friend um who was in town from abu dhabi and he was like oh dial i have this guy in houston he's doing really well for Mm. himself he wants an independent woman i really want to set you up with him and he said oh yeah but do you know what he said the problem is that um he he kind of hasn't settled down like he's just kind of like dating and dating and dating Mm. and i looked at my friend and i said look you can introduce us i don't need to marry him like because men are again always working on this assumption. They have all the power. That must be our aim. That must be on a time. And I find sometimes with guys, and I let them know. I said, look, I don't even know if you're marriage material. Like, we can kick it. We can hang. Watch how it flips them around. Like, oh, oh, you don't mm. think I might be? Yeah, I, I get your, I get your point there. To you, you know, you mentioned about obviously um, your friends coming out of divorce and then wanting to get straight back in i mean they were talking about yeah yeah which was troubling enough but then i suppose once you've if you've been in like a couple for like a long period of time to be on your own it must be like a scary like thing as well so obviously it it i think it's quite a natural reaction to think like okay and not necessarily rational but no, it's no. natural. And that's Meaning, the point. Um, let's just say that women A, and I'm, again, let's not be specific, but let's just make this hyper, like hypothetical. Uh, this particular individual, she wasn't even particularly safe within the marriage she was in, in terms of maybe just like the partner's actions. So to your point, exactly, it was like this knee-jerk thing where she's like, oh, well, but I enjoy being in a couple. I'm mm. used to being in a couple. And I'm like, yeah, but you weren't even safe with this guy. And mm. Now you're looking for, for the next But guy. I think it's, again, it's one of those things like, you know what, you could, you, I give the best advice to like other people versus like the advice that I actually take for myself because sometimes it does take like outside like view to kind of like say something that's very obvious to you. Oh yeah. So you can actually like hear it and register it and like understand it. So just going back to like what we were talking about. So 
Do for we have you, any advice out there? Sorry, for on. you, for me, how like give some advice? No, no, I'm I'm more kind of like I just want to understand like so you're saying that you you assess all of this up front with the guy, um, you wouldn't see yourself like in a situation where you're like you're Never. waiting. I have a very low tolerance for pain or not being treated well. So as a human being, naturally. But do you I think it's been like mistreated? Enter. Sorry? Do you think it's like mistreatment? Just um... I said I have a low tolerance for pain, right? Oh, okay. So, so pain is just you, a negative feeling. Feel... A girl who wants to get married and loves the guy so much and he can look at point blank and give her a reason no, to an extent there's a, you know, you're going to be in a little bit of pain or something negative. Mm. And for me, I have no tolerance for pain. I have no tolerance for situations where um, I'm not elevated and that's just me personally and I think that just comes down to like circumstances upbringing and everything that kind of very healthy so for me it's like okay in relationships like think of them as a seesaw there's always a power dynamic the seesaw Mm. is very rarely balanced so sometimes somebody likes somebody more first and you know they're the seesaw over the okay then they say that your husband should love you more than you love him yeah, I think what Nigerian, well, actually also British, um, but exactly, yeah. yeah. So, but then even within that, sometimes there might be, but yes, that that's the that's the ideal, right? So the seesaw can never be balanced, but if he loves mm. you more, then you know mm. that, that's like kind of probably um, better. So yeah, so to me, in terms of my situations, I mean, I've had situations where, and we won't name names, but like Ooh. very attractive very wealthy guys when i say wealthy meaning that let's just say for example if we make the forbes africa list your parents might be on that list and they have been super interested and pursued me for like months and months and months and months and months and they were there and ultimately the reason why i said no and this has been like a couple of guys again not naming names there was nothing wrong with them as individuals but i looked at them and i'm like you have far too many options at your disposal just because of the means and the lifestyle Mm. you have and as much as we are going on dates and you're talking to me and things like that like you're you're there and you're present but I don't know maybe you're like 65 to 67 percent present because you have so many options realistically Mm. that's kind of all you could be you're you're only human and maybe it was the wrong decision but I specifically was like, but nah. wouldn't you find that with any like successful like um, guy that? How many like, successful people are on the Forbes Africa list? No, no, but just oh, no. like a successful guy that's good looking, that's doing well for himself. So in Nigeria, we have an expression have, like options. So in Nigeria, we have an expression their levels. Yeah. So yeah, I can meet a successful guy who is maybe my equivalent. And that's one thing. I'm, I, I, I wouldn't mm. be worried about that. These particular cases, as I'm saying, their parents were like multimillionaires to billionaires. So there's mm. levels, meaning that for them, they barely had to work. You can jump on private planes. You can do this, mm. you can do that. The women were finding them, meaning, mm. you know, so that's just what I mean in terms of, so there were levels. So with them in particular, I was just like, you have so much at your means. And ultimately, even a successful guy who's working, he still has to work to maintain his success, meaning there's at least eight to nine hours of the day where he has to focus his brain. With some levels of guys, they don't even need to do that eight or nine so hours. So like, talking of like levels, so would, would that mean that you wouldn't go for someone then even now that is maybe within those like levels? With those particular cases of guys, and they're quite specific because they were 
kind of born into a lot of wealth that they didn't have to work for mm. so they had the eight nine hours free so for me yes if i meet a man that has come into a lot of money did not have to work for that money and is essentially doing international playboy lifestyle yeah i'm not interested because mm. we're not even to an extent coming from the same orientations because mm. i have to work for kind of what i have you have a lot of time on your hands you're probably feeling that with women so anyway so the point i was trying to get down to that particular thing is that in terms of certain situations I specifically chose not to take things further with them because I knew in my, I felt in my heart that this was a man that would never fully, fully, fully be into me. So he could turn around and do Mm. stuff to like delay us being together because Mm. he wasn't that pressed. So that was me saying, I foresee this could be that situation and I'm not interested to be in that because you were chasing me, but you weren't quite chasing me enough oh that that was my question i was gonna say like do did he do something to make you feel like he wasn't um 100 there or do you think it was more of a case that because of his lifestyle and his kind of like um situation you um maybe thought that he was 100 there one of the guys didn't do anything mm. so they did what a guy you know you show up you go on dates you mm. call and you do things nice but um and maybe i measure men a bit too much but i was still just measuring vis-a-vis others and i'm like yeah you're doing stuff but in my head i'm like you could be doing more uh so so yeah it wasn't as if they I just wasn't seeing enough. But then for me in my process, like I've set a bar and maybe it's kind of high, but I've set a bar. Mm. So at least, and I may be right or wrong, but I believe how I naturally present myself getting into these situations is because I'm not afraid to set a bar that's quite high. So if you jump over it, Mm. yeah, you could be lying to me and fooling me but yeah, you know yeah. what you've, but you've, you still have to get past the, the high gates first. and you've given me an excellent experience yeah. in life if you want to take me out <laughs> yeah. to dinner twice yeah. a week and lie to what me what did they no, say no like problem. you set you set the i don't know there's a saying i can't think of it now but i get what you're saying like you set like the entry point is is hard to to get in excuse the pun and then <laughs> I didn't mean it like that, but you know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. you set, like you said, you set the bar high to, to like get to through the initial stages and then whatever happens after that is down to like... And typically you often appreciate you because we know in life as well, we appreciate what we work for. Hmm. And that even applies to a kid if you give them a, a toy versus they uh, earn the toy. Um, and... And I just think the guy that's worked for you who feels reasonably lucky to have got there is less likely to be the guy that's like going to turn around and put you on ice because, and, and this is like, even when I talk to my male friends, my male friends sometimes like when they've met a girl and they're like, Dio, I'm going to marry this girl. It's mm. her. There's an eagerness in them that is like driving them to like kind of lock her off. And so when I see that versus the one who's like delay, delay. But then I get what you're saying. You're like, okay, essentially make them work for it. I mean, because you know what it is? There is that fine line between, I think some guys say that, you know, women, they make them work too hard for something that is quite straightforward like i'm into you're into me and men and men are very good at knowing 
whether you're doing it because you read it in a Steve Harvey book and yeah. this is the process yeah. versus this is just me. Yeah. I think some men are very good and they can now be very unforgiving because that's the thing sometimes. I think even if you are putting a man through like a slow, I call it slow but, dating. If you put a man through a slow dating because, process. Yeah. If he knows you're putting him through a process, then sometimes, yeah, they'll flip and they really don't like it. Because I feel like it, like you said, it, it kind of goes, it goes both ways. The same way that maybe you don't want to be in a situation where he's wasting your time. Essentially, he... Where our goals are misaligned. Yeah, he doesn't want to be in a situation where maybe he's with someone that's maybe playing the game or trying to create obstacles or like you're saying, like has read a passage from a book and is trying to, you know, implement these learnings kind of thing that are not natural to them. So I suppose it it can kind of like go both way. I wonder like, I I wonder... Mm -hmm. You know, like guys that, because a lot of my guy friends, I do, they do talk to me about like, you know, I'm going to settle down. Not They're not in relationships. And I think that's the main thing. They're not in relationships and because they're like, okay, I'm going to date, but I'm not going to settle down until I've achieved certain things mm-hmm. in say, like, you know, mm-hmm. their like, you know, careers or like personal life. And then they're going to be ready. And I've seen it happen so much. Or when they are ready, it's so quick. Like, you know, like... The next girl that comes along when they're ready. Even, or some of them, they've even... The girl is somewhere. We maybe not even are, like, aware of her. She's there on the... On ice. On ice, on the bench. He might might have even told her to wait. (laughs) Yeah, you know. But they're not together. So right. technically, you know, she wants to go about and do something. But they're saying that, because I do feel like with men, there is this kind of thing that I want to be at a certain Some place. Some men. Some men, that's true, in brackets. Um, they want to be in a certain place before they make Definitely. that next step because they want to be, they're like, okay, I'm going to be ready to provide. And a lot of Nigerian women expect it. Yeah, yeah. Even. And I feel, and to be fair, because of that expectation, there is a bit of a pressure on these guys to be at a certain place. As there should be. We have our own pressure. People are telling us that we're getting older, your biological clock, your undesirable women. We have hella pressure. We can't just be smart. We have to be attractive. And oh, all the men have to do with is working hard and providing. I would take that any day. Yeah. And we have to take their receding hairline and expanding waistline. Ooh. Actually, that was actually the funniest thing. Even even my friends that I said that I met up with uh, during... Can I just the, can I just say oh. like I don't mind a receding hairline, so you know. okay, yeah, most most <laughs> most open. Even my friends that were saying that they wanted to set me up with this uh, Yinka guy in Houston. Oh, I wish I knew his last name. It would be funny. <laughs> and then they showed me a photo of him, and he had a bit of a belly, and I was like, when you say a bit of a belly, is it like can he still tuck in his shirt and it look okay? I mean, anyone can tuck in. I'm no, honest, no, I don't. I don't want to be fattest. But you know, like in America, they make enormous sizes, so tucking in is not even a barrier. No, no, because you know, there's a there's a little bit of like you know, like for guys that are like, here's what, here's my measure. Plus, they might have a little bit of a you know, like a here's, man fupa. Here's here's my measure, right? So remember, like in school when we did maths and we had the geometry set, yeah, 180 degrees. Ideally, for me as a man, if you stand. Uh, from the front, it should be 180 degrees. Oh, so you want completely flat stomach? I'm not saying there has to be abs. 
but I'm just saying <laughs> it has straight. to be flat. Okay. I feel like as a man, no, as, no little pounded yam bump. I feel as a man, you, you don't know. really have an excuse. Like as women, we know our hormones, our ovaries. You yeah. know, when, um, when naturally our bodies, our bodies want but, us to store you know, fat we in all, certain places. We all get older, though. So like, I feel like. You know, I, a little bit of a, a little bit of a I soft have, tummy. I literally, maybe the, I literally have, I have uncles in like their fifties, their sixties, and their seventies who still try and play small squash. This is Nigeria. Yeah. They go play golf. That they're doing small. So, but. Um, but, but, could, but I'm just saying, just for, for yeah. me, I'm just saying, for me personally, it was just so funny. They showed me a picture of this guy and they were like, yeah. Dio, he would be great for you. But you know, he's a bit of a player, this and this. And I looked at his photo and I was like... You wasn't impressed. No, I, was I wasn't impressed. I was just like, guys, I said, look, I said, look, there isn't a natural attraction. If he has, if we have an amazing mental connection, then that, that could yeah. work. But it's not just like you see him and then... And then Did I was you end up at, speaking to him at all? No, I mean, this was literally like a couple of days ago. Oh, okay. So and they still... had the idea about him. But I just said to my friend that, um, I said, look, that I'm always happy just to make new friends. So I said, if you want to introduce us as friends. <laughs> I, know, okay. I said that. I said, even Fair as, as, as friends, I'm um, fine. But, um, but yeah, so no, no one's saying abs or anything else like that. But I just like 180 degrees. Okay, fair enough. And they're skinny guys. Some people are naturally skinny, yeah, and that's what they're are. rocking anyway. It doesn't there even are. have to be a vanity play. There are people that are naturally slim. There are people that naturally carry just a little bit of a kangaroo pouch in the front as well. <laughs> oh no! You know when you're having sex, what all the pouch be doing like banging you in places. <laughs> I mean, just can suck it in. But anyway, just uh, <laughs> actually, just even just talking about like looks and you're talking about like personality, I would say definitely as I've gotten older, looks has definitely taken like a more, more of a backseat. Definitely a more of a backseat. I'm, I'm very open to like, okay, let me get to know you. Let me see if there's something there. Um, versus like, you know, you you're really for sure. You know, handsome or good looking. Yeah, definitely for sure. And I, I, I actually personally even sometimes I find very overtly attractive men sometimes unattractive because yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it depends. I think sometimes if they don't know they're attractive, it's great. But if they know they're attractive then they've been able to play off that yeah. for um, a while. But I mean, for me personally, like... I know it's a bit of a stereotype, like, if someone is, like, really good looking, that maybe, like, the personality is a bit lacking. I've and I, and I say that as a stereotype. I'm not saying that it's always true. But I do think... I don't know. They say, like, if you've... Maybe if you're not that good looking as a guy, you, you have other things to compensate. Oh, come. Oh, come. You know, like, you've got personality, you've got money. You know, other things to, oh, to, yeah. revenge to of, bring you up to the, revenge to the of, Revenge of the nerds. Yeah, yeah. Even with all of, like, my guy friends now, like, I don't want to quite shove them into two camps. That's kind of not really fair. But from when we were, like, in secondary school... The ones that were like the most nerdy that didn't get any girls in any game, they are the super successful ones now. And literally, I won't even say his name because that wouldn't be right. One of my friends. You can you can tell me after. It's yeah. fine. If he's <laughs> he's literally, and he doesn't even pretend. He'll be like, eh, 
Dio, because he was in his accent, like, Dio, so are you coming to the ski cabin in, in Geneva? Oh. Uh, you, you know, he'll be like, ah, you know I brought another Bentley uh, in so London. Why, so why haven't you maybe... Oh, him? Um, yeah. Why haven't you pursued him, kind of, or... First of all, or, I don't pursue men, they pursue or, me. Okay, why Why isn't he her. an option? My apologies, I misspoke. Why, why, is he an option? Would he be an option? He's actually been... Potential? He's actually been really, really interested uh, in bits and pieces, and he's smart, super smart, super successful, uh, a bit arrogant. Um, oh, Okay. I think between us, I've always instinctively known it wouldn't work on two counts. I think, first of all, he's quite, he's Yoruba, he's, he has a, as much as he's a nice person, he has a tiny bit of that, you know how there's a certain archetype, to be honest, if we're honest, this is a lot of, Okay, we have Nigerian Nigerian men, right? Mm-hmm. Then we have British Nigerian men, we have American Nigerian men. Yeah. He's slightly Nigerian Nigerian, but with like a good dash of European. But he has that Nigerian Nigerian aspect where as a man, he will never 100% fall for his woman. Which, if we're very honest, that's quite a Nigerian trait. Okay. Meaning, let's just say, for example, just take your average English guy, uh, I don't know, let's just say your, let's just say your average white guy. If the girl okay. cheats or falls out of love with them, they will be distressed. They might even need to take time off work. Like it genuinely hurts them. Mm. A Nigerian, Nigerian guy, it might pepper his ego and he might be angry, <laughs> but he's not shook. So okay. because I know him as a friend, I just know he's the kind of man that, uh, does that make sense? He will never be that afraid of losing okay. his woman which to me, interesting when we talk about flags or whatnot. And then actually, even the way we, we, the first time we met years ago, we met at a wedding and he had brought his then girlfriend to a wedding. She wasn't Nigerian, but it was a Nigerian wedding. He tucked her away in the corner of okay. the and wedding and just... hall and just came to chat to me and flirt oh, with me Oh, okay, night. fine. So Maybe that's the like, context. He literally put her on ice there and then. He literally, <laughs> and that girl And stayed. then was just like, let me, let me go work the room. That girl <laughs> stayed on ice to the point where, fast forward like eight years later, because I remember it was, his, um, it was his sister's wedding and it was at the, I think it was at the Dorchester Hotel or something like that. And the ballroom there is not that big. And I was like, oh, hi. Oh, your girlfriend's here. He was like, shh. You can't be saying these things around my aunties and my mother. <laughs> so literally at his sister's wedding, because I said loudly, your girlfriend is here, he hushed me. Oh, okay. Like, she's not known in the wider Nigerian context. <laughs> I've had to bring her to my sister's wedding so she feels included. So who did they think she was then? You know, Nigerian weddings, 150 people. Oh. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody <laughs> counting who's who, right? So he, he wasn't know. sat with them or anything. He just, she just sat on her own. No, but imagine it's, it's his sister's wedding. So we were just on, you know, you're on kind of like the young people's table with oh, friends. Okay. So, so he, she, he just kind of like blends in with like She the blended. Friends. Yes. Okay, fine, fine. Yes, Fair and the parents, the parents didn't know. And that's how he does girls. He may marry this girl one day. In fact, I remember mm. there was this one particular I want, time. So, so you said that was how many years ago? So she has been waiting. She's, I mean, she's a fair bit. I know they have a bit of an age gap. Okay. So while he's in his 30s, she's in her 20s. Okay. Um, he also happened to mention that I think, gosh, what happened? I think somehow when he met her, she had dropped out of uni, but he paid like for her uni and stuff like that and for her mm-hmm. to go back to school. 
and oh. that's something which she couldn't have afforded herself so to be honest and this is me kind of being very calculating whether or not he marries her because uh, I talk about are you leaving your relationship in positive or negative equity which is something we discuss within dating as well even mm. if he doesn't marry her to me she's you can't to... you, you can't leave the date the dating situation worse off than you went in, in. Ne- and that could be emotional mm-hmm. it could be financial it could be self-esteem it could be in terms of life experiences even if he doesn't marry her you know she's graduated debt-free and something she couldn't <laughs> afford to do herself that is true I I must say I think it's quite yeah. hard to leave a relationship without any kind of like emotional kind of like loss i think especially if it's maybe not your even if it is your choice to end it to be fair you can still have i think you can learn stuff from it definitely and maybe take that as like you know you gain some experience and some knowledge but Mm. i think it's quite you know common to lose some kind of like emotional collateral I agree, and uh, and I think yeah, and to to differentiate, I think when we talk about emotional negative equity, uh, there's one thing like you said, genuine sadness, loss of a person that didn't work out. Mm. It's another thing if you consistently uh, were treated badly, mm. and then that had a you know a more impacting oh, effect. So I mean, I definitely. mean more that as opposed to yeah. a natural kind of it ended because as we know, sometimes I think a lot of the time also when relationships end. I think it's how the breakup is handled that will either extend the recovery time or So have you been in a situation it? where maybe the breakup hasn't been your choice, the other person's in- instigated it? Once, yes. What happened? Um, I think, again, I'll go with... Should we go with hindsight or should, should we go with flags? Um, <laughs> Whichever. <laughs> we'll, we'll, go, we'll go with flags. Um fundamentally we were not compatible Mm. but because we were both and when i say very much in love like literally like madly like you know because because we were were very much in love like i think it wasn't even an easy like he definitely ripped the band-aid off but Mm. you know mutually it was uh a very hard and we even still got back together and but um but yeah ultimately as as people we were fundamentally compatible he needed a different type of woman than to than what i was yeah. and and so i think a lesson i learned from that and i guess again i mean that's quite tough tough like for me it wasn't with with hindsight and the time, it's not because I I feel like you can't change who. No, of course, yeah, you, yeah, you and that's change, what I'm saying. Yeah. So like, it's not something that you could have done um, to remedy that situation if it's maybe that, like you said, it wasn't. He needed a different type of woman or a different yeah. person. And I'm not a chameleon. Some, yeah, some yeah. people, some people um, can. And I think, I think the lesson I learned. But even when people that think that they can, I don't think if truly if you're changed into something that's not you, it can only work for so long. And plenty of women in our culture do it and they get counsel to do it long enough to get the ring. And they go, ah, just get married. Yeah. Ah, you'll know each other after. That's what yeah, the aunties... Yeah. That's what, ah, you have a whole lifetime to get to know each other. Yeah. And, then, and that's how guys are suddenly like, ah, she was so sweet before the wedding. Yeah, yeah. And then she flipped afterwards. The facade came off, yeah. And then exactly, they, they get counsel. But I think I think that the lesson I kind of uh, learned there with dating is... Well, this is a particular type of Nigerian guy. I think, I think a lot of Nigerian men... Um, Either they fundamentally know the archetype of woman they want to marry, 
or they've observed it in their parents and that either makes them know or it makes them know what they don't want or think Mm. that they know and sometimes I think it's worth kind of evaluating up front so I think maybe um so maybe something in that particular situation which I I didn't do but I don't blame myself for, for not doing that. This was, this was like my first boyfriend as well, mm, so really, who, mm. was, who was doing that kind of like analysis then. But observe the dynamics. I mean, but still, first love, it's um, important. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Observe the dynamics of, and this, this could go for men or women, but observe the dynamics of their parents' relationship. And I think it's a case of sometimes take from it what you will yeah so i think in his particular situation and i think it was, it was very interesting because you know and obviously especially when you're young as well sometimes we'll have you know disagreements nothing you know like like literally like how we're discussing mm. now, you just have like kind of intellectual sparring and i think his i think he also yeah so maybe if we had an argument and he felt sad he would go and talk to his mother about it at the time i didn't understand that that meant he was a mother's boy because i hadn't experienced one before mm. i just thought oh he's sweet and he talks to his mother yeah isn't, yeah isn't that nice but now i kind of understand okay maybe i that's think quite where... a lot of boys are like mummy's boys though do you not think <sighs> some aren't i i think half and half i think some some are and some aren't sometimes if the father isn't in the picture there's more of an inclination toward that mm. sometimes if the father is a bit domineering it's a protective thing some are i think some some are and some aren't but to an I, extent there's that yeah. protect like that's my mother i do thing. feel like that's almost kind of like a whole conversation to have in terms of like the effects of like your parents, parents and how that's imprinted and how that affects how you are in relationships and how you date and stuff like that because i definitely i was like thinking about it like definitely my parents have like influenced me in bad and good ways i'm imprinted to the core i literally need to find a man like my father and marry him but i think because my parents are not together they've gone through a divorce so for me, I'm so like, I am not doing that kind of thing. So it's oh, kind of like so pushed me like you don't want to get the, the other way. Like, I'm just like, nope, not doing it, not doing it. So to the point where even like my mum is just like, you know. She yeah. worried about you. Yeah, she I feel, think she, she does worry. But because I'm so like, I'm not going in that. Because that was a, you know, that was a stressful time. I was like, nope, no, 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 not going to do that. But I almost feel like we need to have a conversation about that because there are some people that I I don't want to say carrying trauma, but definitely have like carried like the experience and have witnessed things that when I talk to certain guys and, and women as well, I'm like, I get it why you're like that because based upon your family history, Mm. it makes sense. Come, oh my god! But you can only, but it's only again in hindsight you can like sometimes like realize like oh wow. And nobody teaches us these things. No, no. Even in school when we had life skills, no one, no one teaches you. No one teaches you like even like sometimes like the basics of like dating and like meeting people and you know just you know even just the you know everyone wants to have the wedding. But in terms of, like, an actual marriage, that's why I love talking to, like, my married friends in terms of, like, Mm. what's the reality, like, you know, of it, like, you know. And, you know, and this whole thing, like, you have to work at it. But one of my friends told me, yeah, you have to work. But he goes, if if it feels like work, then maybe something is wrong. 
And I think a lot of, in our culture, a lot of women are trained to be wives, but men aren't trained to be husbands. Very, very true. Um, Very, very true. I, I, I do agree with you like that. And also some of us, so we're trained to be wives. Maybe our husbands are not trained to be husbands, but also our husbands have had a situation where they've had a mother that's really looked after them and the expectation is my wife is going to take up that position and it's like no (laughs) sorry (laughs) didn't apply for that job (laughs) vacancy still there (laughs) so yeah agreed and i think yeah we could um i feel like we can deep dive like i want to just get a group of people together and literally just like let's talk about it let's talk about like how our maybe our upbringing our parents has influenced how we how we relate to other people how we date our relationships everything oh i'm I'm completely imprinted and actually it's sad because without first imprinted is such a good word actually i like that unfortunate sometimes like if you you don't want the 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 imprint because i don't think you can take it off but actually it's weird because even in that first relationship that didn't work out we literally had a very similar dynamic to uh my parents marriage where um you know, which I think what like I'm like the social gracious kind of extrovert and I can talk <laughs> a lot and I can socialize things well. But, you know, he's the not totally silent, but he's definitely the strong, reasonably silent type. Mm. He, he holds his power and he provides and does everything. Like but, says, um, says few words, but those words mean things. Yeah, and not dissimilar to my dad. My dad is like, if you put him in a room of people he doesn't know, he'll be reasonably quiet. But put him in a room of like his friends yeah. and his, you know, his people. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's kind of like yeah. not enough. And we, we literally had a lot of that dynamic. But I think in, but his parents had a very traditional uh, dynamic, yeah. and that was what they wanted for him. And they told him that's what we want for you. And they told him that's what's going to make you happy. Mm. So, you know. And sometimes, you know, you can't, uh, you know, sort of like combat, you know, combat those things. So it was literally, um, I believe there was a conversation and imagine the mother tells the son, have you ever seen me and your father argue? And Mm. he said, no. And he said, can you not see that we're happy? And he said, yes. Mm. So basically their definition of a happy marriage is is as a woman, don't provoke, don't, don't even does that make sense oppose anything that yeah. can then lead to an argument yeah so you then need to find a woman that's also been raised within that context which can be again it's quite i don't know just put it down to yorubas i don't know whether Igbos have their other ways but you know yorubas as well we have that things are never said directly mm. it's all kind of like inferred corner corner but then my mom is edo so but then i feel like right. where sometimes where things are not said doesn't mean that they've gone away no it's just it's just no, under the surface it's it's it there. will come out in the wash yeah Nigeria, she, exactly. woman, she will get her way yeah but it's it's a, it's a back it's backhanded sometimes it's backhanded sometimes it kind of explodes out because it's a build-up of things and then it, like i said the pressure builds up until it, it you know the pipe has to burst yeah and on that note, <laughs> <laughs> that's the title. The pipe, the pipe, the pipe burst. burst. <laughs> like I'm a plumber. Okay. Oh, 
better before but you know obviously going to like Wally Scott's I really liked it because I it made me realize how much I enjoy live music and appreciate a live band and everything so mm. we went to go and see um Erica Badu's band and it's my first time actually going to Ronnie Scott's which is weird because it's just there and I just Justin Soho you know what you know what it is you know sometimes like when things are just like there's you know so much it, in London you just know it's of overwhelming it, right but you just you just and then someone will ask like I'll be like oh yeah I know where Ronnie Scott's is have you been there? No, I've never been there. And it's just it's just so weird because you just... I think because you think just because it's there, I will go at some point. You'll go at some point. Anyway, I finally went. And everything. It's really nice interior as well. I quite enjoyed I it, it and everything. And it was just really, like, a, like I said, nice to see a live band. Um, I must say um, the singers were... <laughs> oh, the lead singer, the yeah, guy, right? They were so entertaining. I was a little bit kind of disappointed with the crowd. I thought they could have been a bit more lively kind of thing. Just, you know, just move a shoulder, like snap a finger or something. It's interesting because the other girl um, that came with us was saying that too. And she was saying, oh, the crowd wasn't very um, diverse. And I said, I was like, yeah, but it's always like, it's always like this, but... You find you find that, but I just you know because I feel like when you when you're in when there's a great crowd when there's like a lot of energy it just adds to like the atmosphere obviously and stuff like that. But yeah, it yeah. was it was really good. So how about you? It was a great and um, a great highlight. I think um, for me, highlight of my week would be there's this. I'll give a shout out. There's an amazing. I will call them an, an organization slash platform, and they're called BTNG which stands for Building Things for Nigeria. Okay. And they are, it's, I guess in essence, it's like a micro community of individuals who are building things for uh, Nigeria. So I, um, they basically asked me to do a a fireside chat, which happened at, um, it happened at Google for Entrepreneurs, aka Google Google Campus. Actually, we had the kind of um, event previously. Yeah, yeah. um, Because the Google space has just reopened. So went to an AfriClick live event. That was really good. Yay. I love love when people enjoy my event. So, yeah, so I got to do like, it was like I found a fireside chat where I spoke about the just, you know, the usual stuff, what motivated me to like build AfriClick, how the process is going and... So for me, it's, I, I guess, A, I love telling the story. It's great to get feedback from mm. users on the spot. I think Nigerian or- audiences are always great because I find they always tend to ask the, how will this go wrong? Yeah, questions. yeah. And they're not scared to ask maybe like quite direct questions as well. Yeah. So, you know, there were, there were kind of a, a few of, of those and um and yeah so i think that that was the highlight i think it's um mm. always fun to have a reason to to be at, at google which in a way is also kind of in a, on a segue not quite kind of dream when we talk about kind of like dreams not even dreams coming true because i never even really dreamed if you'd asked me x years ago that i would be somewhere like google but within a capacity to speak to people about oh something. okay i get what you but mean that's kind of nice too yeah in a way no Thank you for partaking in Colour Out the Box podcast. Lively as always. Just so um, now we've come to the end, where can the people find you? Just give us a reminder. 
So you can find us at AfriClick, A-F-R-I-C-L-I-C-K, where people of African descent click. And we are at AfriClick on the internet, (laughs) on Twitter, and on Instagram. Our app will be launching in a few months. We don't have a set date. But literally, if you go to AfriClick.com and you drop your email then we'll email you when we launch and you know and to be clear when we say of african descent that could mean african-american it could mean eritrean it could be nigerian it could be that you haven't even been to africa but you feel your heart is there and you're willing to come and not does that include afro-caribbean Oh, absolutely, exactly. Oh, yes, okay. because we're, we're all from Africa. Okay, fine. Exactly. I mean, that's another you conversation. You could be in Brazil <laughs> worshipping the Orisha, but we know where yeah. the Jesus was from. Oh, wow. We're taking it there. Okay, and you have been listening to Colour Out the Box podcast. As always, I am Mo, and you can find Colour Out the Box on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, 